It's here in the city. It's here in the city. This is here in the city. This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris. I'm Sarah Harris. New message. Truth should be truth. But then it depends on, in the telling, whose truth is it. We're here most Tuesdays, bringing you radio realities from the urban landscape and mapping the city with voices of creative social change in and around Los Angeles. On Pacifica Radio, powered by the people, thanks to the generous support of you, our listeners, the capable crew at KPFK, the innovators of web-based radio at SoundCloud, news you might have missed at newsdesk.org, and the community-funded reporting project, Spot Us. You can find us on the web at here in the city. That's H-E-A-R in the city.org. Hello. I, your host, had laryngitis for the last episode, which is why our first interview sounds like this. Okay. This is here in the city. I'm Sarah Harris, and you are? My name is Fernando Llanos. Why are you whispering? Because you are whispering the questions. (laughs) Okay. Why are you in Los Angeles? I came here to do my first marathon. Your first marathon ever that you've run? Yes, it's my first complete marathon. I've done so far. Before that, I I just made four half marathons. Why Los Angeles for the marathon? Why not Mexico City, where you're from? Well, because it was the closest one, and I have to take like a decision to really change my life, certain habits, and uh, go for the the nearest goal, and it was Los Angeles. So you are not a runner. Well, I run a lot. Actually, I recommend. Uh, to all my students I have been teaching for 14 years and I always recommend to run because uh, it keeps oxygen to your ideas it keeps you fit uh, it, it keeps you hungry so you can eat more you can travel uh, walk distance you can know your city on a walk distance uh, level and uh, also when you are traveling you can you can know the city much better than if you just take a cab or a bus so I always recommend to run but I think I will never recommend to do a marathon it's it's quite strong when you walked in the front gate here I said how was it and your answer was nunca lo vuelvo a hacer I, I, yeah, I, I, I think I will never repeat the experience It I think it's unnatural and um, and it's a lot of pain I think that, uh, I mean, if you're curious enough, you should live it once. But if you're enough uh, sadomasochistic, you should try it more times. Is that why you did it out of curiosity? I'm a a very curious person. And uh, sometimes I think that you have to live this kind of limits. So nobody can tell you what what if or you don't know about this thing. So yes, I think 42 kilometers is a lot. Uh, 26 miles is a lot and uh, once you leave it then you can really like measure a lot of of uh, physical efforts that somebody could ever quote on you so let's 
a lot and you can run a lot before the marathon but there's there's always like that distance that you will never run until you run a marathon and that's where the really pain and, and all the absurd of the marathon came into your bones and, and muscles because uh, I think it's like some people compared to having a, a, a children and, and you already have a children so a daughter so you can practice you can read a lot about it but until you have it you know what's happening and, 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 and you can be you say okay I read a lot of books of having a children or a daughter but when it, it's not until you really have it that you even confront to these kind of situations that you will never enough be prepared so I think with the marathon it's, it's quite similar because you can uh, really practice a lot practice a lot practice a lot and make your muscles bigger make your your uh, body healthier But at the end, it's, it's, it's quite, quite a challenge for your body. I mean, people die in marathons. No? I mean, it's, it's not a joke. I mean, a lot of, well, I, I, I read that many, I mean, not all of them, but, but it's, it's, you could die, really. My, my first goal was not to die and finish and cross the line. Did you feel like you were going to die? Well, actually, yes. Actually, yes. Not because of my, the problem is, I, I think I, I have trained very well my mind to do certain absurd things, but your body uh, uh, doesn't uh, like uh, respect those kind of limits. I mean, you think your mind said, okay, it, it will be okay, it will be okay, but then your body could say, well, that's that's it. I mean, it, and don't have any other response. When I when I start, I was jogging, and in, in the kilometer 26, I have like this—I don't have to call it—but these certain pains in the muscles that you only get when you are getting uh, uh, out of potassium or dehydrated, dehydrated. So that means that that's a red alert or like a yellow alert, almost red. So that happened to you. You well, started feeling that. Well, when you start feeling that, you know that that everything is gonna crash soon so at the third big pain of those I start I couldn't continue running I, you couldn't I mean I was crying I was in big pain the worst pain I ever feel in my legs so I started walking and when I started walking I felt that I was gonna pass out and, and so I start walking near the grass so if I fell down I will don't lose any teeth or something like that and then I mean you realize that that's how people die because your body says that's it I mean enough And you keep pushing though, 
Well, I, I continue walking because if you stop like to zero, that's worse to, for, to your body. Because, and, and there's something that I, I will never forget myself to, to, to be waking every day at 5 a.m. for four months and don't cross the line. So it was like, I have to finish it even if I have to, to arrastrar me, to, 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 to crawl on your hands yes, and knees. Yeah, because it's like, it like, it was like something, I mean, I was, I was doing really good until those kind of pains and I was going to do just four hours. And at the end I, I made four hours and 32 minutes, half an hour more. It's, it's a lot. And, and I couldn't do less because I was really start walking. Uh, the last 10 kilometers was really a nightmare. also one of the of the reasons one of the reasons what I tell my students to to start running is because I do believe that you um, exercise your perseverance whenever you run because you said okay we'll run 10 kilometers okay we'll run 21 kilometers okay we'll run 35 kilometers and you have to get to your goal and uh, that's a very healthy habit in terms of creating because you say okay we'll do a book and you won't you won't stop until you finish the book and I say okay we'll do a movie okay and then you don't stop until you do the movie I always say good thoughts come to those who run and it falls in place I, I, I do believe that it's really oxygen into your brain because I, I also I, um, I used to run with music but now I don't run with any music and I try to really think in the problems I have to solve like creatively and then I found a solution it's like oh I wasn't even thinking about this solution I will do this and so uh, since I run with my iPhone to take some pictures I write it down and so after running I have like a list of solutions that I just apply into my problems and it really helps me a lot you make a list yes yes I do like this kind of I have I have composed certain lyrics of my band uh, running or I have uh, Yeah, I mean, I, th I think it's a, a moment that you, your mind can focus in something. And since you are really for one hour, you know, more or less every day, just thinking in that, then you have a lot of results. You have a band. I have a band, yes. It's called Mirena. And you can download our first record in mirena.info. the idea of uh, tourist and running you know because I, 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 I travel a lot because of my work and uh, and it's a very healthy way of, of knowing the city you know when you start running out of the hotel and then you start knowing the block and then the the, 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 the la colonia you know the barrio and then you start like knowing the main avenue so in this way I mean really cross the whole city we start here at the Dodger stadiums and we arrive into the sea That's a really cool way of knowing your city, like really 
walk distance and so you can focus in every detail in all the graffitis in all the stores in all the trees you know the you know you can really really enjoy uh, seeing this in this kind of uh, dynamics the, the the mornings the sunsets for me one of the best best uh, uh, pagos how you say like uh, one of the the best uh, returns or returns. Pay, payback payment. yeah payback payments of running are, is to see the the sunsets because you start running when it's dark and then you see all the morning lights and the colorful and oranges and pinks and yellow and and it's it's a very beautiful way of starting your day because if you lose that It's like okay, you wake up at nine and then everything's the same color until <laughs> until sunset. That sunsets are all ama always also amazing, but really it's a, a very thankful way of starting a day. You know? Watching to those lights and say, "Wow, thanks for having me another day alive in this earth, in this country, in this city," and uh, I will really try to do my best to 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 use it. Fernando Llanos, thank you. You're welcome. This is what it is. This is what it's going to be. You are listening to Here in the City on KPFK 90.7 FM in Los Angeles. 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara. 93.7 FM in San Diego. And 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake. An archive and a podcast of our shows is at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. And at kpfk.org, you can like us on Facebook. If you like. And visit us at our website, hereinthecity.org. And follow us on Twitter. It was really fun. Uh, we did it at farmer's markets. And... Um, There's something disarming about asking someone, who do you think is a jerk? And the whole project, it was like a litmus test of how much people want to engage with the dark side of life. Like pretend I'm someone at the farmer's market. What would you just walk up to me and say, hello, excuse me? We would smile and say, hi, um, we're trying to put together a list of who people think are jerks in the city. And then some people would say, why are you doing that? And others would say, oh, well, I have a bunch. But then when you ask people to try to tell them what the project is for, they would be like, oh, well, I don't know if I could really say that or not and have that be in print. This is here in the city, and we are here in the city of El Segundo with Robbie Herbst, who is... Today, I am an organizer with the Llano del Rio Collective. What's the Llano del Rio Collective? The Yano del Rio Collective is a group of artists who work together to publish guides to Los Angeles. So what are some of the guides that you've produced up until now? Uh, this is, we've produced three guides so far. The first one we produced was called A Map for Another LA. 
The second one was called Scores for the City. And right now, we are in the process of distributing our third guide, which is called the Antagonist. Don't, don't, don't say it. Wait, I don't think you can say it on the radio. Wait, so here's, I'm wondering, can I say that? I can, okay, say the name of it. What's it called? The Antagonist Guide to the Assholes of Los Angeles. Okay, we may have to beep that. I have to ask Alan Minsky, the program director. So I asked the program director, and he said... So some are small and some are large. We happen to be sitting in a space where the larger of them are present in your guide, right? So you've got um, in the aerospace category in this antagonist guide a couple of corporations near where we are. There's Well, El Segundo is jam-packed with assholes. <laughs> um, there are the Aerospace Corporation, there's Raytheon, there's Northrop Grumman, there's the... LA Air Force Base. There's the Chevron Refinery. Um, in our guide, there's around eight listings in El Segundo. And so what's the point, though, really? I mean, I can understand the point of it is to just identify evil corporations, which of which there are many in the city of LA, but it also goes beyond that. I mean, it's a very rich little broadsheet publication that you have that sort of provokes people, I would say, or it's a call to some sort of individual action or at least enlightenment about what's going on around you. Well, um, we asked people to tell us who they thought were and we've got a variety of responses, um, such as um, people talking about a bad misdial, someone who they called about a death in a family and then the person that they called never told them that they weren't that person and they kept calling this person back for a conversation about this person who had died and then one day that person revealed themselves as someone who wasn't involved with this tragedy and just cussed that person out and told them to go get a life. At the back of the guide there's this interview sort of a back and forth spoof between two imaginary people black and blue <laughs> um, but they're but they're essentially sort of defining the act of antagonism or agonism and I wonder if you could talk a little about it this concept that um, that not everything you know to be a good person and an active person and engaged person in the urban space doesn't necessarily mean that you're Pollyanna-ish and out there doing good deeds all the time yeah um, well actually antagonism and agonism are very different concepts uh, and to antagonize someone means to bother them but to agonize someone is a is a philosophical concept that was developed which um, basically is is around the idea that democracy is is maintained in some shape or form or can be maintained in some shape or form by two warring two or three or four warring tribes and that uh, in a space of a pure democracy um, freedom and expression and culture and society only works when people say what they mean and mean what they say and will fight for it but in a manner of intense competition in sports, not in warfare. And in that way, we have a just, open, free-flowing society. And that, in its best way, when we agonize each other, we develop the space and sphere in which culture and politics can really survive. But if we all are polite and never speak our minds, well, then one way gets what it wants all the time. And those are the people in power, too. On this show, we'll have another, uh, a very short piece about the Los Angeles, the art book fair. 
you were there? Mm-hmm. I generally go to uh, book fairs a lot. I enjoy them a bit, and I like tabling at them. You just meet a lot of different people that get outside of your your zone and have conversations with people about books, about the printed word, about the ideas. I mean, tabling for Yana Del Rio at the LA Book Fair was really fun because people are walking around thinking they're going to see monographs on artists and there you are with a series of odd pamphlets uh all of them about los angeles but with unique perspectives on the city i'm here at printed matters la art book fair at the museum of contemporary arts geffen contemporary so what's your name um my name is marina tomaszewska i'm from warsaw poland and what do you have here on your table in front of you Well, this is the worst magazine ever, um, a magazine I've been publishing for four years in Poland, and I've published six issues, and this is what I'm presenting here. And you also have some books and postcards? No, because the books and postcards are all the same, are all the same magazine, because my magazine has, each issue has a different format and a different theme. So one is a classical daily newspaper, one is published as a book. The postcards are the vacation issue, and I also published a calendar, 365 pages, which is the time issue. And did you come here to Los Angeles just to participate in the art book fair? Yes, that's right. I came from Warsaw, just for a week. And what does it mean for you to be here with hundreds of other people that also have their small magazines? Well, it's very exciting, and I'm happy I'm here. I'm the only person from Poland, so that's uh, quite uh, an honor, or I don't know how to say that in English. Yeah, so, uh, and it's great. I've been meeting a lot of people, connecting, networking, and you know, exchanging. So it's very, it's very cool. And do you hope to remain the worst ever, or do you want to get better? No, I, I'm hoping to stay the worst ever in the whole world. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, thanks. <laughs> For Here in the City, this is Jesse Lerner. Who else is in your collective? Um, we work with um, uh, basically a group of artists who engage the city uh, creatively. So there's folks like Fritz Haig, um, Sandra De La Losa, Katie Backler, Ashley Hunt, Ken Ehrlich, Janet Sarbanes, Steve Anderson, Tom McKenzie, Kimberly Varela. And um, Fort Hernandez, or Fuerza Hernandez, I think yeah. it's called now, is on the back cover. Um, why did you choose that image? Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> I think, well, we started to v- develop the antagonist guide right before the Occupy movement sprang up in Los Angeles. And um, I think it took a while for this guide to come together, um, primarily because a lot of us were so swept up with the Occupy. Um, and it kind of challenged us to really think about how we could answer to the humongous upswelling of the Occupy movement in the public going out and really responding to their antagonists <laughs> by taking over City Hall and um, speaking back to those in power um, and uh, consequently antagonizing the city in a really powerful manner. So um, 
and then kind of putting coming back to this guide after Occupy, uh, it was just the the occupations that are ongoing within the city uh, of uh, privately owned properties that have been seized by the banks. You know, that's such a clear symbol of how people are antagonized and are antagonizing back large in the city. And so Fort Hernandez or Fuerza Hernandez is such an incredible, productive, creative, powerful project that people are doing in the city. And those are the type of things that we really want people to be thinking about and pointing to as how you can antagonize and be antagonized and, you know, claim a voice in the city. And um, but I think one of the things that we're also interested with this guide is to focus on other creative actions that people take to speak, you know, antagonistically to power, such as a painter like um, Eric Schaefer, who um, was an artist who out in public did paintings of banks on fire and uh, was visited repeatedly by LAPD uh, in his home for making disturbing paintings. <laughs> um, or an artist like Guru Rugu, who um, developed a series of scores uh, for creative ways to engage with protest in Los Angeles. It's a constant dance of democracy between the people in power antagonizing the citizens of LA and, and people responding in creative action and creative movement. And so the guide, you know, wishes to begin to people to see that mutual antagonism as an act of creation of of the city and of the dialogue and really asks people to get involved with that conversation through creative and angry actions. And it has addresses on it so in some ways it could serve as a little tour guide if you wanted to like the guide to the stars. <laughs> yeah that's what we hope it does <laughs> is that people come to, to, to El Segundo and see all these people who are claiming war overseas in our name and Think about it as a stage for activity. <laughs> Stand in front of aerospace and think about where else in the world they're involved. It, with our money, tax dollars. Yeah, I mean, ever since uh, starting to work on this guide, whenever I see a plain industrial building, you just have to start wondering, who's being screwed behind these frosted black windows? <laughs> where are these available and how many have you produced uh, to distribute around the city? Well, the guides are available um, at many schools in Southern California, as well as we hope uh, a lot of places where creative and activist people hang out. People could go to our website, the LDRG at wordpress.com. People could see a, a place, uh, see a list of locations where these guides are available for you to pick up. And since we're so interested in information dissemination, you can find an email on our website as well that you could send us your address and we will freely send you a guide in the mail. Great. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. We'll have a link to the Llano de Rio guides on our website here in the city.org. You can also Google them and find them on Facebook and you can write in for your free antagonist guide to the assholes of Los Angeles. And that's it for here in the city today. Special thanks to Jesse Lerner, Luis Sierra Campos, Tandisizwe Shimurenga, Daniela Gerson, Sabiha Khan, Albert Chacon, Rachel Salmon, Will Coley, Holly Harper, Karen Ness, 
and to you, our listeners. We will be back next week with more radio realities from the urban landscape. Until then, you can find us on the web at Here in the City. That's H-E-A-R in the city dot org. I'm Sarah Harris. Signing off. To yapping on. When you go in and out, may you have peace and level and safe. Yes. Be safe. Peace.